0: Welcome to the Red Cloud Research Roundup, hosted by Red Cloud Financial Services. It is November 6th. Finland and Sweden-based company Moss & Gold has some big news as they announce plans to spin out into three separate companies, with hopes to unlock future shareholder value. Managing Director and Head of Equity Research, David Talbot, is here to update us on this developing story. Following up, Taylor Convolusier, Mining Analyst, has some news out of his recent site visit to Grid Metal's Tanko Lithium Concentrator and True North Gold Mill, located in Bissett, Manitoba, with updated estimates from the tour. So with that, David, over to you.
1: Thank you for that introduction, and welcome to episode 56 of Red Cloud Security's Research Roundup podcast. I am David Talbot, Managing Director and Head of Research here at Red Cloud Securities. And we are pleased to join you today as part of an ongoing series of discussions with the Red Cloud Research team. First, I'd like to speak about Moss and Gold. We recommend the stock with a buy rating and 45 cent target price. I was first on site in 2011 and have covered this company since 2012. Now, last week, Moss & Gold announced that it was going to split into three different companies, and this is an effort to find value for its shareholders from various projects that just aren't getting much love, both gold and possibly uranium projects. And this company started off as a uranium explorer in Finland. It found high-grade but brittle uranium and gold. Then it made the bulk tonnage gold discovery at Rahapalo and focus shifted to that project. Ultimately, the 1 million ounce gold equivalent deposit was identified and brought to the PEA stage. Now, fast forwarding several years, Mawson acquired high-grade, long-past producing gold mines in the Victoria Gold Camp of Australia. Drilling in Australia has been very positive from the get-go ultra-high-grade gold over hundreds of meters as drill holes tracked down the vein systems. And suddenly, the Sunday Creek project was essentially the only asset to which investors would pay attention inside Mawson. So the project was spun out to create Southern Cross Gold, or SXG, on the ASX. Now, we don't cover that company directly, but it is still 51% owned by Mawson. And by the spin-off announcement on November 1st, that ownership was valued at $74 million of Mawson's $170 million market cap. Rahapolo in Finland wasn't getting fair value from shareholders and Mawson's gold and uranium projects in Sweden may not be receiving value at all. So this brings us to the restructuring plan to split into three separate companies. Shareholders are expected to receive one, a pro-rata distribution of 93.75 million Southern Cross gold shares. Two, an option to gain interest in a new vehicle called Springtide Capital Acquisition 7, and that's designed to advance the Rahapalo project. And three, ongoing interest in Mawson, which will return to its roots as an early-stage exploration company with a priority of focusing on gold and uranium exploration in Sweden. And Chairman Mike Hudson would then again like to take the reins as interim CEO. So we see this as a great opportunity for shareholders of Mawson. First, Mawson's distribution of SXG to shareholders. At a rate of 0.318 shares of SXG per Mawson share outstanding, this was worth about $0.26 per Mawson share last week alone. The spin is expected in May 2024 after the escrow period ends, assuming shareholder and court approvals. And investors may be able to continue to enjoy the exploration success of SXG in Australia. Secondly, the PEA-stage Rahapalo project in Finland is being spun out. Now, Maasen will essentially sell the project to Springtide for $6.5 million cash. Then Maasen shareholders will have the option to invest $1 for every 20 shares of Maasen they own in a sort of associated company rights offering. Springtide does plan to raise at least $15 million to cover the purchase of the project and to provide $8.5 million of funding for ongoing expiration. Now shareholder approval is required in December and plans are to go public by March of 2024. Mawson's CEO, Noura Ahola, she will become the CEO of Springtide. We value Rauhapolo at $0.33 cents inside Mawson based on its PEA. And obviously that's not going to happen if it's being sold for $6.5 bucks. Now that said, $6.5 million value on a 1 million ounce gold equivalent deposit that also hosts one of Europe's largest cobalt resources is ridiculous. The PEO has a 5% NPV of $211 million US. We do believe the uncoupling of this project from SXG and Mawson's other projects will allow those that want to see it developed to be focused on just that. And any shareholder that wants to continue on with this new spin-out can essentially top up its existing Mawson investment by 5% to fund the new company. Finally, Mawson returns to its roots. It already has significant gold and uranium projects in Sweden. But currently these projects get very little value and we're perennially underfunded. We value them at zero inside of Mawson right now. But should these projects float to the surface and exploration and development begin, we can see investors warming to them. The Scaleftia project covers about three kilometers by six kilometer area within a high grade camp that has produced 6 million ounces. So lots of upgrade there. The Scaliftia North project covers an area of 3km by 6km within a high-grade camp that has produced 6 million ounces of gold, and there is lots of upside there. There are also six uranium projects that have a combined 22.7 million pounds of historical uranium resources. These are mostly vein and breccia-type mineralization in intrusive or metavolcanic rocks, but again, under-tested, undervalued. So almost 23 million pounds of uranium valued at nearly nothing in a uranium spot market that is exceeding 73 bucks a pound. Sweden currently has a policy that bans uranium exploration, but many believe that will be overturned in the current environment. So, buy a share of Mosson, have the opportunity to partake in a gold development project in Finland, high-grade gold exploration in Australia, and an emerging gold and uranium exploration company in Sweden. Let's leave it at that. Taylor, what would you like to speak about today? Thanks, Dave. This week,
2: I'm going to discuss our recent site visit and processing tour hosted by Grid Metals. We have a buy rating and 75 cent target price. Grid is a Red Cloud Banking client. On our tour, we visited the Tanko Lithium Concentrator and the True North Gold Mill located in Bissett, Manitoba, facilities that Grid has identified for potential lithium processing in the near term. We toured the lithium circuit at the Tanko mill that came online in 1993. It was undergoing routine maintenance during our visit. We also visited the concentrate surge capacity facility and the ore sorting area. The current throughput is 200,000 tons per day and is limited by crushing capacity. The plant also features a DMS line. Tanco is in the process of building a new mill with an estimated capex of Canadian 325 million dollars. It's anticipated to start commissioning in late 2024 and accept ore feed from tailings toll milling and underground production from the on-site mine. Throughput is planned to be 5 times that of the current plant, which is 1 million tons per year. So Tanco is keen to source additional sources of ore in addition to that which it mines itself, and this could provide an opportunity for grid Grid continues to work towards a definitive agreement with TANCO while the current MOU contemplates a 10-year toll milling commitment with revenues and costs being split 50-50. We believe the compelling economics at Bissett may compel the company to seek a shorter toll milling agreement to generate cash flow from a simple starter open pit operation at Donner Lake while construction is completed at Bissett. We also visited the True North Mill in Bissett, Manitoba where we saw the concentrator which is currently configured to process gold, the covered stockpile and crushing area, laboratory, and equipment shops. We also did a flyover of the area to observe the tailings management facility, which has three to four years of capacity remaining. We were impressed with the quality and excellent condition of the infrastructure at the complex, which has an estimated replacement value of over $200 million. GRID recently announced that it intends to proceed with the lease agreement at Bisset following a positive mill scoping study. The study outlined mill capacity of 450,000 tons per year with initial reconfiguration capex of Canadian $50 million, as well as a total milling cost of $316 per ton spodumene produced. This facility should provide ample processing capacity only 85 kilometers by road from Donner Lake. We believe the compelling economics achievable at set will likely spur the company to identify additional feed sources of ore via exploration or potential M&A. We now value Donner Lake using a discounted cash flow model for a potential mining operation. We model an initial two-year open pit operation followed by underground mining at Donner Lake. Processing in years one to three would be through toll milling at Tanco, followed by a 10-year operation at Bissett that begins ramping up during the final year of toll milling. Importantly, we note that the Bissett mill has excess capacity left in our model due to mining constraints at Donner Lake, as well as ore sorting that reduces the volume of material. This means that there is room for improvement in the economics we model at set. We model total initial CAPEX of $165 million Canadian. RDCF results in average annual EBITDA of $111 million Canadian and an attributable post-tax MPV 8% of $291 million Canadian with an IRR of 65% for GRID's 75% interest in Donner Lake. For full details on our model, refer to our site visit note that we published on November 2nd, available on our research portal. We do not believe the company's current pricing reflects its near-term production potential. At the time of recording, Grid is trading at a discount on a P to NAV basis at 0.06 times versus peers at 0.38 times.
0: Thanks for listening to the Red Cloud Research Roundup podcast. We hope you enjoyed this dive into recent notable mining news. Remember. You can join us every Monday for new episodes, and as always, you can head over to redcloudsecurities.com to access our research portal, to read full disclosures, and to sign up to our email list. That's it for this episode, and see you next time.